Hi, I'm Grant. Can a horse be an athlete? Welcome to Grant Rants. It's no secret that among my many obsessions is sports. Love them. I love them in the geekiest way possible. I get real heady about sports. I had a whole podcast about it once upon a time. Now, I know that for some of you, when you hear that, you're going to start this tuning out entirely. You think, oh, this isn't going to be for me. He's going to talk about, like, football or some shit. No, no, no. I promise this episode isn't going to be like that. Just, just trust me. As I'm browsing around my suggested articles from the tech overlords that determine every aspect of our life, I ran into a documentary series that came out in 2000. It was a hundred parts long and sponsored by ESPN. It was called Sport Century. Sports Century had one goal, poll experts in the field of sport to determine who the 100 most athletic athletes were in the 20th century, from 1900 to 1999. It had a lot of names that I and many others would recognize. You had your Babe Ruths, your Michael Jordans, your Muhammad Ali's, the standards. The absolute pinnacles of the sport standing atop a list of giants. But there was one entry in particular that shook me to the core. It wasn't an obscure name. I'm almost certain everyone hearing this episode will at least be familiar with it. An athlete who it may surprise folks to hear on a list of the 100 best athletes, but one who undeniably made an impact on their sport and pop culture at large. The subject of documentaries, movies, and legends ranked comfortably at number 35, that athlete is Secretariat, a horse. For those who don't know, Secretariat was like the horse of American horse racing. In 1972, as a two-year-old colt, Secretariat won seven of his eight races and took home the illustrious Eclipse Award. All this as a little guy! But it was 1973 when Secretariat became a household name. There are three key races in American horse racing that are dubbed the Triple Crown. The Kentucky Derby, the Preakness Stakes, and the Belmont Stakes. If you win all three, you receive the rare honor of the Triple Crown. Secretariat pulled them all off in 1973, becoming one of the youngest horses to do so and setting a speed record that still stands at the Kentucky Derby almost 50 years later. Secretariat would be retired in 1974 and used as a stud horse until shortly before his death in 1989. In 2010, he was the subject of a fucking Disney movie starring Diane Lane and John Malkovich. There is a statue of him in Lexington, Kentucky. That horse is a friggin' legend! But his inclusion on the 100 greatest American athletes of all time is certainly at least a little controversial. 
honestly, the entire list is. You can't really make an opinion-based list without garnering at least a little vitriol, but the sports century list grabbed its fair share of heat. For one, Michael Jordan was named number one, an honor many people attributed to recency bias as MJ had just retired on the heels of an incredible career. Wayne Gretzky was on the best American list despite being a Canadian. Of the 100 athletes named, only 8 were women. The most represented sport on the list was baseball, which many people considered to be one of the least athletic sports, so the criteria for athleticism was murky at best. But it was Secretariat that raised the most eyebrows. ESPN writer Bud Morgan said the Secretariat pick was going to be controversial because people would say, quote, what is a four-legged animal doing on this list? And it's a fair and quite frankly hard to answer question. It's hard to answer because there are two sides to the argument. First, this is a list of the 100 greatest athletes. This makes the metrics hard to pin down. But the word choice here feels very specific. Greatest athletes, not most successful, not most decorated, not most renowned, plain and simple. Greatest athletes. I mentioned Secretariat occupies spot 35 on this list, but now what if I told you that there were three horses that made the cut? In addition to Secretariat, we have Man of War at 85 and Citation at 97. This means, by definition, that there are three human beings on this list who are universally considered to be lesser athletes than at least three horses. So what exactly makes an athlete? Great athletes are described twofold, having great physical attributes and being proficient in sport. That's it! So let's start by talking physical attributes. Our top horse, Secretariat, at their peak weighed about 1,200 pounds. It's a huge animal. And on average, a horse's weight is 45% muscle. But in an athletic horse, like one that's used for racing, it's more than 50%. So at the very least, Secretariat has about 600 pounds of muscle to work with, which is more than literally anybody on this list. But muscle is only part of the equation. It depends on how it's used. And in the case of horse racing, that's speed. A lot of sports utilize speed. Track and field, football, baseball, hockey, swimming, I could go on. So let's compare Secretariat to the highest human racing star on the list, Jesse Owens, coming in at number six. Jesse Owens was the American hero of the 1936 Olympics. He set three world records in one day, a feat that has never been duplicated in track, won four gold medals in the Berlin Olympics, and got to rub it in Hitler's big dumb face as he watched an American black man smoke his perfect Aryan athletes. When Jesse Owens beat the existing world record in 1935, his fastest speed was 21.7 miles per hour, a record that wouldn't be broken until Usain Bolt did it. Now, compare that to Secretariat's fastest speed, which was 37.7 miles per hour. Jesse Owens is a top 10 athlete on this list for what he was able to do in 1936, but all his achievements pale in comparison to Secretariat. 
And hell, let's talk about some of the other athletes' fastest times who are ahead of this world's most famous horse. Jim Brown was an NFL running back and fullback, coming in at number four on the list. In his career, he ran for 12,312 yards with about 11 guys max at any time trying to bring him down. To translate that further, that's just about seven miles in his career. Secretariat, of course, race on horse tracks, which are on average 1.25 miles long and get run several times over. Secretariat laps Jim Brown in sheer mileage and speed, given the nature of football. Given the sheer size and ability of a horse, it feels asinine to have anyone in front of it. But because the human species is completely nuts, we sure have tested the waters of human versus horse. The Man versus Horse Marathon is an annual event that started in 1980. It's a marathon race stretching about 22 miles where human runners race against horseback riders to see who can truly mount the fastest time. In the event's history, a human has only won three times, and it took 24 years for one to even pull it off. And, bonus fun fact, the three times a human won this event was when the weather was described as hot in horse sport, hot as anywhere at or above 103 degrees, and is considered pretty unideal for horses to trot in. So humans literally needed a weather advantage to even stand a chance against horses. But, an athlete isn't defined by physical prowess alone. The greatest athletes, the ones we idolize in society, are champions. Secretariat was a big boy who ran fast, but he only competed for two years. Some of the people on this list were masters of their events, accumulating success and cultural impact through their time in the limelight. Perhaps you can defeat a horse in a ranked list of athletics if you were more successful than a horse. So let's get you off with Secretariat versus the number one athlete on the list, Michael Jordan. His royal airness, arguably the single most recognized name in all of sports. Michael Jordan was so great, the future greats in different sports began being called the Michael Jordan of that sport. Some may say he didn't deserve the number one spot, but he has it, and there's certainly an argument for it. Seeing as how horse racing is pretty much a win or don't event, Let's hold Michael Jordan's championships up against Secretariat. Michael Jordan in 15 seasons playing in the NBA brought home six titles, all of which came on two different three-year stretches. Secretariat in two years won 14 major races. That's seven championships a year compared to Michael's 0.4 a year. Okay, Grant, now you're being ridiculous. An NBA season is incredibly different than a year of horse racing. He still had regular season games to play to even make it to those championships. And right you are, hypothetical straw man. Almost like we can't really compare a basketball player to a horse. Second on the list was Babe Ruth, the great Bambino. 
Babe played for 22 years and won a shit ton of championships. That should give him ample room to surpass a horse. Oh, no, wait, he, uh, he only won seven championships. Grant, you're doing it again. Why not pick on someone with a more compatible schedule to horse racing from your precious list? You got it. What about Muhammad Ali, one of the greatest boxers of all time, a barrier-shattering athlete? And to be fair, I'm not a boxing expert, so add that to the list of things I had to learn about this week. But in the Ali days of boxing, the end-all, be-all for a boxer was world titles, and there were a few different ones you could win. The WBA and WBC championships, as well as what was called a lineal championship, where you just flat out beat everyone in your weight class. Muhammad Ali is still the only three-time lineal heavyweight champion to this day. So with those qualifications, the 56-match winning all-time great Muhammad Ali won nine world championships. So we still haven't beaten Secretariat. But let's keep going. Number four, Jim Brown, Cleveland Brown, great, one championship. Number five, Wayne Gretzky, the great one, four. Jesse Owens, four gold medals. Number seven, Jim Thorpe, who played football and baseball, three. Number eight, Willie Mays, only won one championship. We don't even get close until the ninth athlete on this list. Jack Nicklaus, a golfer. And quite frankly, golf has so many damn opportunities to win what they call a championship. There's the Masters, the PGA Tour, the US and British Opens. Oy vey, golf is barely a sport, but hey, he's on the list, and with those qualifications, he won 18 championships. So yeah, he beat Secretariat, a golfer. Now, I will take a moment to shout out number 10 on this list, the highest ranked woman, Babe Dittrichson Zaharias, cause wow. Babe mostly played golf, yes, but she also excelled in track and field, basketball, and baseball. She was most prolific as a golfer, where she won 10 championships, but in addition, she won two gold medals at the 1932 Olympics for track and field, while also setting four world records while she was there for good measure. She did that before she became a world-famous golfer. And before that, she joined the Amateur Athletic Union, where she led her basketball team to two straight championships. She both won more championships than Secretariat and did it across three sports. How the fuck was she not number one on this list? I found the inclusion of the three horses odd. I think they are both ranked too high and also too low. To kind of give you an idea of what I'm talking about here, Secretariat, as we know, came in at 35, and the sports of athletes who are above Secretariat are baffling when compared to a horse. Eight of them played baseball, five of them played football, six played basketball, three were boxers, three were ice hockey players, a swimmer, two golfers, three track and field athletes, two who are listed under multiple sports, and one played tennis. None of these should ever be compared to a horse, let alone each other. Quite frankly, any basketball player on this list is going to beat a horse at basketball. 
but the horse has a dominating physical advantage at other sports that require speed and muscle. The athletes they have ranked above the horses aren't even objectively more athletic, and several of them aren't even more successful. Why? Why did they include the horses? What stuff did they look at to determine if a human being was better or worse than a horse? It haunted and baffled me, and I've ultimately come to the decision that we as humans were not meant to be compared and contrasted to this majestic creature. And if we're really being honest, if we want to get down to the core of it, horse racing is crazy evil anyway. How dare we shine a spotlight on that insidious sport where horses are bred and raised merely to compete for our amusement and then spend their remaining days breeding. Imagine if you're a parent and you give birth to a child who is immediately thrust away from you and starts training to become an incredible basketball player. They are raised eating, sleeping, breathing basketball and basketball alone. They don't have an outside life. They don't graze. They don't roam around. They don't make friends. They just play basketball. They go. They play basketball. They dominate. They get the accolades and the awards. And when they retire, they are sent home to go make more basketball players. How in the world did anyone look at the likes of Michael Jordan or Johnny Unitas or Joe Montana and think, yes, these people who made the deliberate choice to excel in sport and did so should be compared and ranked up against horses. 34 men and women were considered to be more athletic than a creature, an animal, who was only bred to do that thing. And furthermore, there are several other people who, no matter how hard they tried in their sport to make a name for themselves to be included on the 100 best athletes list, are of course going to be considered worse than a horse who is bred to do that. We should remove the horses from the athlete list because horses should not be made to be athletes in the first place, nor should they be considered such. And while you're at it, take the golfers and jockeys off too. Like what the fuck, those are not athletes. I'm going to get such an angry email from someone who loves golf. <laughs> oh, boy. I can't believe I got so worked up over a horse.